Russia are promoted. They have their storybook ending. Howdy y'all and welcome to the Wrexham Texan. My name is Jake Green. Thank you so much for joining me today for this podcast titled Home Opener. Um, I am currently in the middle of reviewing and analyzing and commenting on the first season of the Welcome to Wrexham documentary series, trying to get them all cranked out uh, before season two comes out on September 12th. So I've got about three weeks left to do that which means you're going to be getting basically five episodes about the show per week for the next three weeks. So hope you like listening to my voice repeatedly every single day if you listen to this podcast. So again, thank you so much for, for taking the time out of your day, spending your time listening to the Wrexham Texan. I know there's just tons of things you could be doing with your time for me. I generally like listening to podcasts while I'm driving in the car, which happens all the time for me. Um, I do some real estate photography in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, I have to drive from house to house. So I generally am in the car for two or three hours every day and lots of podcast listening, lots of audiobooks. Um, so, yeah. If you're interested in following along with more of what I have to say, more of what I'm doing, you can go over to Instagram or Twitter. Uh, WXM Texan is my handle over there. And I try to comment on the games. I do like a red hot take kind of deal right after the games end, just to give a short one minute opinion on what just happened and my initial reaction to. to a match, um, a result of a match. So yeah, WXM Texan over there uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Today, season one, episode four, home opener. This one uh, is full of action. <coughs> Apologies. Uh, I got a little bit of a cough going. I just got back from Iceland last night at 2.30 in the morning, uh, arrived at my van on top of, of the mountain in Montana. So, uh, I am tired and I have a little bit of a cold cough situation happening. So apologies if I cough a few times, but anyway, home opener starts out with a game, starts off with the first home game versus none other than Knott's County, which is really, it's really fun to go back and watch some of these episodes and see some of the teams that we played during this during this particular season and see where they are now. Because I know we play Stockport a couple times. I think we play Stockport in this episode. Do we? Maybe we just play Southend. Yeah. Maybe we just play Southend. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty fun to, to see all these old games and old teams and what was happening during during that time and see kind of see how it's evolved since then it's fun that our first home opener of the season or our home opener of the season was against Knotts County um which they got off to a roaring start <clears throat> right off the bat they got a 
gold just over the outstretched arms of Layton, which who misses Rob Layton? Love that dude. Loved him in the first season of the doc. I hope he's in the second season um, just as much if, you know, I doubt he will be considering we signed Ben Foster. Layton got hurt. We got um, Mark Howard. And so I imagine Mark Howard will be featured pretty heavily in the upcoming season. But for this one, uh, focused a lot on Rob Layton. And then immediately afterwards, there was a header by Mullen. Um, There's a whole buildup about him, you know, having all this pressure, being the leader of the team. And then, boom, headed one in the goal, got their first goal at home, got his first goal at home. Uh, it was fantastic. Uh, I believe that game ended with a draw. Uh, I can't remember. I took notes, but I didn't take a note on that. But directly after the game ends, they start talking about the pitch and how it's failed, how the roots didn't take and didn't go down far enough. So every time a player steps or plants really hard, when they come up, the turf comes with their foot. And poor Paul, uh, I don't know how you pronounce Chaloner. That might be how you pronounce his last name, Chaloner. Um, that could be completely wrong. But poor dude says he wants to cry. <laughs> Has a lot lot of work ahead of him. They're going to have to relay, relay a new pitch after Humphrey sits Ryan and Rob down and talks to them about grass problems, which... Rob mentions this. It's definitely something you would never expect to be dealing with. It, it wouldn't be. It would be last thing on your mind when it comes to owning a, a football club. Is oh, we have to deal with the grass and how that's managed and put in, and that's just a funny thing to think about. And they spent hundred thousand pounds the first time laying it, which is, it was brand new. So that's that's a brutal blow, and it's. Humphrey says it's going to cost about that much to relay it. And so this episode is a combo of the first bad streak of the season for the club in general and the beginning stages of brand awareness. Um, so the, <clears throat> something Ryan is clearly good at and maybe one of the best in the world is his ability to market all of his companies. I mean, I've, I've mentioned this before. His, I will watch a Ryan Reynolds commercial marketing one of his companies every single time. It won't fast forward, won't click through, and it's because he's so good at it. He's hilarious at it. I remember there was a Peloton commercial um, where this guy got his wife a Peloton for Christmas and she was like nervous about getting on the Peloton, even though she's this really fit lady and clearly works out and clearly is in good shape. And sh that commercial got obliterated online comments. Like it was horrendous. Like it was, it, for, it was a stupid commercial. It was a stupid commercial. The fact that she was nervous to get on the Peloton, that, that it was just, the whole premise was idiotic. Within two days, Ryan Reynolds had put out a commercial with that same actress for Aviation Gin 
basically drinking her sorrows away. It was freaking genius. I couldn't believe how quickly that turnaround happened. In fact, it happened so quickly that I thought that she had just gotten the role previously. But within 48 hours, they had written, shot, and aired a commercial with the same lady from the Peloton commercial. That is impressive. That is extremely impressive. That is quick thinking. He is, yeah, he's just a marketing genius. And so the fact that he was able to get TikTok to be their sponsor is no big surprise. I have my own qualms with TikTok. I'm happy that they're not uh, the sponsor any longer. I'm glad it's United, even though I have problems with United flights as well. But uh, TikTok, I just have a whole whole bag of issues with them. So, <clears throat> but the fact that he was able to get TikTok is a huge win. And they got Expedia. They did an ex like a podcast with Expedia, which tell me who would listen to a podcast brought to you by like that, that's produced by Expedia. What are they even going to talk about? Is it, I guess it must just be like a travel podcast and talking about their flights and their platform and what they can do. I just, that sounds like the worst kind of podcast, but I don't know. This is probably the worst kind of podcast to a whole bunch of people. So, you know, can't, can't really say too much. <laughs> um, yeah, the, it, it goes into a whole run of them talking about how they're going to build this team up, how they're going. That's, it's a big reason why, Rob wanted Ryan on board was because he knew that Ryan could help grow the brand and the brand. Honestly, the brand is going to be half the, the reason that a ton of players that we end up getting want to come there. Like, yeah, they could have come there for Rob and Ryan, but there are plenty of celebrities that own teams, or at least partially that aren't always getting players that they shouldn't, that that team should never been able to have get, gotten. So brand awareness and marketing the team in a very specific way. It is, I know they say this in a later episode, but like it, it, they made it cool to be a Wrexham fan, which I guess apparently before it was not cool. It was the opposite of cool. I have no idea. I didn't live in the town, so I don't know. Don't, I, you know, before, before the documentary series came out or just before the documentary series came out, I, I had no idea who Wrexham was. Um, I've never been to Wales. I plan on coming to Wales, but again, I've never, never knew who Wrexham was. So the fact that <clears throat> within, within, I mean, less than a year, they were able to change the brand and make it a palatable place for big names to come and for people to get excited about is an incredibly impressive feat. And to make it seem cool in the eyes of the world, that's, that's unbelievable. Uh, very, very impressive. Um, it, it's just really hard to do that. I mean, I, you know, I can't, I'm a horrendous advertiser, marketer, human being. I hate doing all of that. I'm, I just, I have no interest in that side of things, even though it is 100% necessary to grow your, <laughs> grow your businesses. Um, I'm going to try to, you know, I'm, I'm so desperate. I'm trying to implement AI into helping me with advertising and marketing because I'm just so bad at it. Um, so 
it's it's not my skill set, but it is a very impressive skill set to have and, and very needed for something like this. Um, Rob makes some funny jokes here about how together they have a combined, what, like 45 million Instagram followers and 20 million Twitter followers. And they put a graphic up showing that, yeah, well, Ryan has like 25 times what, what Rob does. <laughs> so that was, that was pretty, pretty daggum funny. And they do, you know, they do a few TikToks together. One of them particularly was hilarious where, Rob patted Ryan on the back and he flopped around on the ground like like an injured soccer player, um, flopping and whining and moaning. Um, yeah, hilarious. They're just two funny guys doing doing great stuff. Then we cut to what's basically a dorm room. It's basically a dorm house with five players that are getting some playtime, not a lot. They're definitely slightly disgruntled and annoyed with all the attention that Mullen is getting. Um, you don't really get the sense that they're bad guys. Like the interesting thing about this show is there aren't really villains. There's that one episode later on where there is a villain, and we'll get to that in a later episode. But there aren't really villains. The 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 villain is just losing. Um, that like the objective is to get promoted and to succeed in the league. And it's, it's interesting to not have something out there that is tangible, that is an opponent to what is trying to be accomplished by the team. So it's really interesting. Yeah. It, it's, it's less of a, less of a, competitive or not not it's very competitive it's less of a versus you know uh good versus evil story and more of a growth build up community build up trust build up a team um yeah it's it i love it like it makes it to where you don't i don't know I'm trying to find the right words for this. It's just with so many things these days, you're told who to hate and how to base your life off or your opinions and sometimes your life off who to hate. And it's great to have a show that just says, these are the people you should love. And I love that. I love it so much. Um, Everybody in this show, even when they do frustrating things or or things that don't aren't great, it shows them it shows that they're human, but it also ends up showing you that they are good people trying to do good things and trying to do well by themselves and their families. So, yeah, these these five guys in this house, there's a lot of them. Uh, Cameron Green, Reese Hall Johnson. Um, <coughs> couple others talking about how Mullen's song whenever he scores should be here comes the money which I thought was hilarious it was, it was so good and then they use the song in the episode which is fantastic and I love the juxtaposition of going straight from that group talking to Mullins and how and Mullins talks about how like there's rumors of him getting paid an astronomical amount of money and it is just so clear how humble and grounded 
this guy is just with his family, the mannerisms he has, the way in which he speaks, it's clear that he, he definitely did not make the decision based on money. I mean, he says that like if he had been offered a crazy sum by some Chinese team, he would not have taken it because he just wants to be around his son. And that is admirable and awesome. Um, it, it, yeah, his. I, th I believe that was his mother mentioned that signing with Wrexham was a weight lifting off of Paul's shoulders. Uh, and I, I thought that was wonderful to hear. I thought it, it is, and it makes you, it makes you think about how you just don't know. Like you can have all these opinions and all these thoughts and all these predictions and everything on what could happen or what has happened and all this. And if you don't actually talk to the person, if you're not there face to face or see it firsthand, then you just don't know. Like the fact that Paul Mullen signed with Wrexham could literally just have been that he wanted to be closer to his family and didn't want to be leaving his son. It's, it's as simple as that. And people make you know, jealousy is a normal, normal trait. And I'm sure many, 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 many people, fans, players, coaches, everybody got jealous of, of, of Mullen for a while. I think that has probably faded considering how incredibly gifted that guy is and what he has brought to the team. But for a while, I'm certain that there was some jealousy and distrust maybe just skepticism and like the whole team is riding on Mullen's shoulders um yeah yeah we got to a graphic then of uh 200,000 pounds for the new pitch <laughs> and cash register sounds going off and yeah it was it cost twice as much as the one before so woohoo then it goes to Jordan Davis and Cameron Green and I forget who the other guy was again, playing golf, which, and they're, they're just talking about how Wrexham is like the talk of the town, a lot of pressure on them. Things won't go well. Jordan being a local kid, he knows that things won't go well for the team and the players and the, and the coaches if they don't start off well and how much pressure that puts on the entire team. So, it's setting up like this, this, that whole conversation and the beginning of this whole thing is, is setting up how Wrexham is going to struggle and it's supposed to create tension and maybe create a doubt in your brain that Parky might not stick around. You know, uh, some people might get fired. Um, we might have to take drastic measures uh, it's, it's, you know, it creates a sense of drama and that's what it's supposed to do because the whole season is freaking dramatic. It just plays out much more slowly than this documentary series. Um, yeah, Sean Harvey starts talking about how there are 44 games describing how, uh, the, the league table works and how only one team gets automatically promoted from this league, which is the reason that the national league is probably the hardest hardest league to get out of uh, only two teams get promoted and it's only one that's automatic at the end of the regular season. So 
it is daunting. That is a lot of pressure. Like you, in order to get out of there, you got to be first place or win three games in a tournament. Like that is, whew, that's hard. Maybe two games if you got the buy, but um, that, that that's a lot of stress for what is it like eight months, nine months out of the year. <laughs> That's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. We then get our first big intro, first feature of less than a mile from the center of town. The Declan Swans. Love that song. That song gets stuck in my head all the time. I love it. I sing it. Um, yeah, it's wonderful. You just see see the crowd singing it, see fans in the streets singing it. And yeah, then we cut to... Rob and Ryan, who talk about how they want to get to Wrexham uh, before people start hating them, um, if things go south. <laughs> uh, then we cut to, I think, three... Oh, yeah, we do play Stockport this round. So so three more games happen during this episode, and um, it's just a lot of action. It's cool. I love that. I love when they show the games. I love when they show the... the the clutch moments of those games. Um, <coughs> yeah, the more soccer that I get to see in this series, the happier that I am. That's the kind of drama that I want to see. Like, I love all the behind-the-scenes stuff. I love meeting all the characters. But I, I like a good balance between that and soccer. Um, if anybody watches Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso first season, maybe one of the best shows of all time. Maybe the best single season, definitely top 10 single season comedies ever. And then it just goes off the rails. I can go on and on and on and on, on about Ted Lasso season two and three. Um, but the biggest mistake they made was they stopped showing the games. They stopped, they didn't, they made it not about soccer. And that would be my one dread with the upcoming season is that they will show less of the soccer matches um, than they did in the first season. And that would just be pretty crushing. And I think take away from, from what's happening. So hopefully they don't follow in Ted Lasso's footsteps. Cause I, I mean, I'm, I eventually I would like to do a podcast just talking about some Wrexham and then just destroying Ted Lasso, because I have many, many, many bones to pick with that show at this point, um, now that it's over. Um, yeah, people might not like <clears throat> the fact that I don't like that show anymore, but uh, it is what it is. To be fair, I did say the, the first season was maybe the best season, one of the best seasons of comedy ever. So, all right. we The, the three games at the end of the episode that they show are Wrexham versus Southend, Grimsby and Stockport. Uh, we draw in the first one and lose in the second two. And yeah, I love the Robin Ryan being on the phone call, super awkward, super quiet phone call, lots of silent streaks. And Rob says, this feels like the draw of phone calls. Freaking perfect, perfect line. Good job. Um, yeah. After the Grimsby game, we cut to a bunch of fans talking about how 
just complaining and whining. And it, it what's interesting to me, my brother knows way more about soccer than I do, about English football than I do. And he says that the amount of time a manager usually gets to prove himself is minuscule compared to what they get in sports in the United States. Sports in the United States, they generally get minimum of two seasons to prove themselves. Every now and then you'll hear about somebody getting fired after one season, but that that's an anomaly here. And most of the time I'd say they get three or four seasons to prove themselves and to try to build their team. Well, my brother tells me that people can get fired eight games into a season. That is BS. <laughs> that is some bull, y'all. Like I, I, I do not care for that whatsoever. If you are expecting a brand new coach to come in with a brand new team, half of which have not played together before, and suddenly start winning, just winning nonstop and being super successful and have no hiccups and gel perfectly, then your expectations are too high and unreasonable. And you need to recalibrate and reevaluate how you how like how how you get upset about this kind of stuff because i think bringing in a talent like phil parkinson you should be expecting him to be there 2 years 2 seasons minimum minimum give him some time but man some fans just go to town right after right after they lose and draw the first few games. It's it's brutal. That's brutal, y'all. I don't know how y'all do that. That's that's exhausting. That'd be really difficult for a coach to uh, be under that kind of stress. So, yeah, maybe uh, maybe change change your ways in that regard. In my opinion, uh, too harsh, too harsh. Um, but yeah, the whole the whole town's freaking out about how the team's not gelling. Uh, it just don't look like they're on the same page. Uh, yeah, you got somebody mentions how you got to have the right players, even if you have the eleven best players on the field. If they don't work well together, I think it was Cameron Green that said that. If they don't work well together, then it's not going to matter. Um, and I completely agree. I completely agree. This is how. The Mavericks, my Dallas Mavericks, ended up beating Miami Heat in in the NBA Finals. Miami Heat had all these superstars, and Dallas had one superstar with a bunch of just good players that worked really well together, and we dominated them. So the way this episode ends is people are very unhappy. Ryan starts describing owning a team as time-consuming, emotionally exhausting, financially idiotic, and utterly addictive. And Rob talks about how he generally knows how things are going to turn out on TV because he goes in and into the writer's room and writes the shows. And this is not that. So basically, this, this episode ends with things in doubt and on a downer, like just a downer note. Um, it's, a, it's a low note. It's things need to get better um, in order for this to work. And yeah, overall, fantastic episode. I loved this one. I love all the action. I love all the soccer getting played, the football getting played. Um, it 
is a good setup for the brand building. And you just kind of see, you can watch it happen throughout the, this, the first season of this series. And it's a good intro to that. It's a good way for the club to start getting noticed. Um, and I absolutely love it. So that'll be it for this episode, y'all. Thank y'all so much for listening. Tomorrow, I believe, I'll come out with uh, the next analysis of the ne- of episode five of this season called Fearless. And hopefully I'm going to do this five days in a row this week. I think it's Fearless, then Hamilton, Wide World of Wales, and Away We Go is this week, including today's episode. So, yeah, thank you all so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Head on over to WXM Texan on Instagram and Twitter. Shoot me a message. Review this podcast. Um, promote it. Share it. Do all the stuff um, because I would love to grow this podcast. I would love for this to be a very big part of my life and hopefully yours as well. Um, I'm going to start getting some guests on here to talk about episodes and games with me. So stay tuned for that. If you would like to be a guest, director at PeacefulCProductions.com, email me or hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Up the town. And if you knock my soul with all your strength, you're going to find it. You're gonna find it